the Spartan Mind Strength Podcast, the podcast for mental grit and resilience. Hosted by V. Binga and Tim Ganley. Hello, this is Tim. And this is V. And we welcome you to another episode of the Spartan Mind Strength Podcast. And this is number two of the special edition of the Meat of Ayurveda. Stay tuned, we'll be right back. And we're back. But first, before we start, did you like, did you share, did you follow, did you ask to join our brunch club? The Ayurvedic Brunch Club. Did did you, most importantly, did you? Join the challenge, the U.S. Wellness Meets uh, September challenge, September challenge for the Ayurvedic Outlaw you know, Chef. <laughs> for the Ayurvedic Outlaw Chef. You have the chance uh, to win uh, like $150 or something worth of nutrient-dense and diverse food. Good for you and the environment. In yoga, every teacher training I went to, one of the main books they talked about was the, Bhag- the Bhagavad Gita. Yes. Can you tell me where, and I, I know it's it's major, but uh, how did it come to the West? Uh, the Bhagavad Gita is a section of the Mahabharata, of the great battle. The, and uh, so it, it is only a section, the Bhagavad okay. Gita. And it's like a self-contained section because it uh, uh, pretty much describes the dialogue of Arjuna with Krishna. And Arjuna was a prince? Uh, Arjuna was, yes, a very well-to-do individual uh, from, they were like five brothers and Mm -hmm. Arjuna was one of them. And uh, uh, Arjuna did not want to go to battle. He had some ethical uh, dilemmas. And uh, there is a dialogue that's going on between him and Krishna. And Krishna is... uh Reincarnated. Reincarnation of Vishnu. Okay. And uh, Krishna was uh, uh, like his his mentor to bounce off of uh, ideas. ideas. Yes. And uh, that so that's where the Bhagavad Gita. So the Bhagavad Gita is presented as the gospel of uh, yoga, <laughs> but uh, but also uh, it it has to be taken in with a grain of salt for today's context because it was written uh, as an epic for part of the Mahabharata to serve a purpose for the community of that specific place and time. It was not written uh, as Ayurveda was written as a blueprint. And uh, that's... That's how it needs to be taken, though. Yep, but I want to bring this in because one of the, and where I'm going with all of this is I keep, I've been told for the last 20-some years that we, in order to practice yoga as a yogi, I need to be basically eating a vegetarian or vegan diet, and it didn't work for me at all. And, uh, but there's so much literature out there 
in the yogic world yes. that talks about eating meat yes. and to thrive. Exactly. And the main book of the yogis who are telling me that I got to be vegan or vegetarian yeah. talks about eating meat. Yes, Bhagavad Gita yeah. does. Yeah. And that's talks that's about... why I want to bring this up. Yes. So so there's a guy in the Bhagavad Gita, Bhim or Bhima. Yep. Uh, and he's one of the brothers. Yes, he's a, a Arjuna's brother. Yeah, one of his brothers. And he was so strong yes. that he could he could kill. He was had the strength of what ten thousand elephants. Elephants, yeah. Yep. Which is <laughs> he, a pretty strong guy. Yeah, he's described as uh, killing his enemy, breaking his enemy's back on his knees. Yeah. So <laughs> so he was able to break the enemy's back on his knees, which and means also, he had strong bones. Yep. Also, <laughs> he uh, killed. Uh, uh, demons yes so yeah. so not only was he such a strong but he was also a demigod or a god what would he you... was he was the son of Vayu of the the god the god, the god of, the, of wind of wind yes and that's that is Hanuman's that's uh, yeah he was also considered the brother of Hanuman who also was an extremely strong deity yes and they were uh, both him and Hanuman were extremely good with the mace Yes, which which is a gada a ga also. The gada, yeah. yes. Yeah. So they were very good at uh, uh, weapons. And he was very loving and compassionate. To, and loyal. And loyal to his community, mm -hmm. yes. So we're looking at somebody that was very important in one of the most important books. Yes. At least in the West for Hatha Yoga. Yes. So, yeah. so in Hatha Yoga, it's almost taught in every 200 or at least part of it's taught in a 200, uh, which is one of the main classes that you have to take to be a yoga teacher. And it's usually almost taught in every 300, Yes. at least parts of it. So we have this, uh, uh, and I don't even know what the word is, where they're saying that you need to uh, be peaceful, you need to be... Yes, so it is taken, so some, you know, they the way they teach it, and that's exactly what... I was uh, uh, saying in the beginning, they will uh, they will tell you in pretty much every class that uh, he was uh, he uh, he had uh, a lot of wrath or uh, something against his enemies, and he didn't care uh, about the animals. And then his family was trying to tell him, "Don't uh, kill the animals." And th so, so we're that's talking where back to blame again. Beam. Back to Bima, yeah. yeah. It, so that's how they will tell you about don't eat meat. So mm -hmm. it was not right that he was... <laughs> but And, and I want to get into it. He would eat... Uh, he, he, in the book, it says that uh, fruits and uh, weeds... And leaves. Fruit, and, and his stomach was... Would growl, growl, growl. And he, he was never satisfied. Exactly. So he, the only thing that satisfied him was not only thing, but one of the things that satisfied him was a dough, yep. deer, mm -hmm. uh, a dough cooked in its own Fat broth. and juices, yep. yes. So and, and he would only eat one meal a day, yep. and he was good. He fasted the rest of the exactly. time. Exactly. But one of the other things that it said is that he ate half the meal. So if it was one deer, yeah. uh, he ate a half the deer, yeah. but his four brothers and their wife... Yeah ate the other half of the deer. So even Ajuna was eating deer. Exactly. Yes, everybody was... Uh, Which, by the way, I love venison, so yeah. Yes, uh, everybody, everybody was eating uh, meat uh, at 
the time because that was the nutrient dense food for them. No. They had tried the leaves and the fruit no. and and the part of it and they're talking about in the where I'm bringing this to is what was the the deer people. Yes. And the deer people came and said that you're eating too many deer. Exactly. And we're we're uh, we'll, we'll be gone if you continue to eat us because yes. you're not letting us uh, Reproduce. Reproduce. Exactly. So uh, their main thing wasn't to stop eating deer. No. It was to allow them to, to do rebuild it, their... Exactly. To do it in a dynamic balance. Ethically. Ethically. Exactly. Do it ethically. You don't make the venison extinct. Exa that's the idea. Yes. Do it ethically. We are part, we are part of the continuum of the earth. Right, that we are part of it. Everything is actually uh, Charaka writes that there is nothing on this earth that cannot be considered uh, good for us if used properly. Yeah. And we have the animal kingdom, and we have the plant kingdom, we have the animal, the uh, mineral kingdom, mm. and we have whatever we do. We have to do it ethically. And that's where um, with the meat that we're getting from... U.S. Wellness Meats. Is they do it ethically. Yes. Now, just real quick, for a couple seconds, what is the term? Regen regenerative agriculture. Can you give a quick, just a fast way of explaining what it is? It, yes, the best way to explain it is it's not the because everyone is familiar with the word, the word sustainable. Sustainable agriculture, sustainable farming means keep the balance. Uh, don't, don't do uh, harm. Don't make it worse than it is. Regenerative agriculture is go a little bit deeper and actually make the soil way richer than it was regenerate everything use the use all of the animals as many as you can use them in a way that makes the soil way richer so i want to come back to this in a couple seconds let's take a break first and stay tuned do you like what you hear the Spartan Mind Strength Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts and all other popular podcast destinations. Please subscribe today and consider leaving us a rating and review. It helps us spread the word and help others find our content. Don't forget to leave a comment and any questions you may have. Tim and V would love to hear from you. And we're back, and we're talking about regenerative... Rege regenerative agriculture. Yes. Uh, and so that's something that they're... It's pretty new science. Yes. Uh, and it, it's starting... And I know we heard about it, a lot about it, at the Paleo... Uh, Paleo Effects yeah. last year. Yes. So, so is there anything more that you think is uh, quick? Not Because I know we could do like 80 podcasts just on this. But I, I just want everybody to understand the easiness of it. The, the, the simplicity yes. of it. Regenerative agriculture is actually something that a lot of farms are starting to uh, employ because it makes it like the whole 
every part of the ecosystem, it makes it healthier. It makes it better. It's good for the animals. It's good for the plants. It's good for the soil. It's good for the air. It's good for our water. It's good all the way around. And once you start doing it, it's simpler and simpler because it's natural, right? That's how nature... That's the past. That, that, that's, history. That's history, exactly. And nature, nature is extremely smart. Nature is extremely wise at keeping its balance, its dynamic balance. Nature adapts. So once a, a farm starts doing it, it comes uh, easier and easier, and the rewards are huge. Mm -hmm. So nature, nature tends to keep its homeostasis, its balance, its relative balance, and actually repair itself. Whereas us as humans, when we go too far out of balance, and Ayurveda says that, then what we think our homeostasis is, is not uh, the way it should be. Yep, so we the whole concept of uh, uh, you know what your body will tell you what you need? Exactly, you, uh, yeah, it's not correct. If your body and mind are, so, are far enough out of balance, they don't know what's good for them, so they crave... Uh, what is what's going to keep them further out of balance. Whereas nature, thank goodness, is still wise enough and relatively balanced to know to repair itself. So that's, uh, so that's where regenerative... And I know we, we studied with Paul Cech a long time ago. Yes. Uh, and he was one of the yeah. big guys on dirt. The soil, the yep. soil, the soil, the soil. And that was his whole thing is is learn about the dirt. Yes. Learn about how the plant grows in the dirt. And if we don't fix the dirt, yes. we can't fix the plant, which can't fix the animal, which can't fix us. Exactly, exactly. So, and uh, he, yeah, he was major, major on the health of the soil and all the intrinsics of what's going on in creating the soil. The mm -hmm. soil is a lot more complex than it sounds. And uh, how the plants grow uh, from the soil and all the parts of the plants and how then the animals eat them. And his idea and his thing was that if the soil is depleted of the nutrients, then the plants won't have them, we won't get them, the animals won't get them. It's like all the, the ecosystem is out of balance. So you have to work, you have to fix the dirt. You have to fix the dirt. And if you think about it Ayurvedically, earth, earth, that's one of the main five elements. Mm-hmm. Space, air, fire, water, and earth. Earth is kapha. Earth is kapha. Earth is your good foundation. And if you... Uh, uh, kapha is all about structure, is all about stability, all about density in terms of nutrients. It, it gives you what you need to develop, whatever that is. And if your soil, if your good kapha 
in the ecosystem is depleted of nutrients, then you, you can't have healthy growth. And I know he, always, he also talked a lot about the plants need dead animals. Yes. In order to become healthy. Exactly. In order to thrive. Yeah. So they need that good protein. Yes. And they need protein just like, and they need fat. Yes. Just like humans need protein and fat. Exactly. The, the plants eat organs, yeah. right? And that's, yeah. And that's one of the first <laughs> things they go to. Now, and brings us back to what I'm cooking. Yes. Uh, for most of the meals in the, uh, as a chef for the... For the month of September, you know, for U.S. wellness, and yes. And that's organs. Yes. Because organs are so important to the humans. Yes. By eating organs. By not eating organs, you're losing out on uh, so many nutrients. Exactly. Organs uh, are considered uh, the most nutrient-dense and diverse form of nutrition. Organs, uh, uh, animal organs, have been uh, worshipped as, as food through ancient times. Every culture, pretty much, every culture, if you search deep enough, was uh, con considering organ meat as delicacy. I know that uh, in some cultures, organ meat was went to the the pregnant yes the early the born the firstborn and not the firstborn is older but uh babies, babies so you were, yes. you were looking at pregnant women yes babies and the elderly and, and the, the elderly the, sick. Uh, the, uh, the sick and uh, the warriors right the first line of defense no. right so those were the people that uh, were given the organ meat first yes because of how nutrient dense and diverse the organs are and the idea is that it's not the uh, the quantity of food is the quality of food that we are getting and by by getting nutrient dense and diverse quality of food we end up not having to eat all the time, mm -hmm. right? And being able to feel better, think better, and uh, maintain that dynamic balance between us and our community and actually improve, improve, improve the so, life of our community. Yep. So we were talking about liver there for a couple seconds. Uh, we didn't talk about liver. No, I thought you said organs. That organs but liver, liver was, is, yeah, the, is the main one. Liver is the main one of all organs. Liver is the most priced yep. of all organ meat. Yes. And just to just before we end this, it's what, four ounces a week is all we need? Uh, yes. The, the Western Price Foundation says, and then again, that that depends, like the the size of the person and all that. But about four ounces uh, once a week. That's all uh, you need in terms of liver, and you're good to go because it is so rich in uh, vitamins and uh, minerals. It has vitamin A, D, E, K, B12, and um, uh, great trace minerals, mainly copper and iron. And 
you don't have to cook it just with like liver and onions. Yes. Which is also it's great. Uh, and but bacon. Liver, onions, and bacon. Yes. Uh, but there's also you can make it within a sauce. Yes. Uh, you can make it in a, a pate. Like a, yes. Uh, we just actually just made pate. Yes. Uh, my first time was yesterday yes, making it. Yes, and it was very very yep. good. So there's a lot of different ways that you can make it that taste very good. Yes. So when you're thinking about liver and onion, don't think back to that time that you were forced to eat it when you were four. Yes. Uh, start looking at different recipes and you're yes. going to find that liver uh, is going to be a very, very good meal and you can make it very tasty. Uh, in this month, you're going to see that I did the kidney stones. Yes. <laughs> uh, which is kidney and and gnocchi, sorionkis, depending on how, you pronounce, how it. you pronounce it, but that's it, yeah. But you can do the liver stones. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so you, you can do liver the same way, and exactly. it tastes great. It tastes great, and it is, you're going to feel amazingly good. Actually, they say, actually, they still can't figure out what is the ingredient that makes liver uh, to be considered the anti-fatigue food. Like when you eat liver, you just feel, feel rejuvenated. I know for you, you say, I eat liver, I lose weight. It's true. <laughs> I eat liver, I lose a couple of pounds. Yes. <laughs> I, I Just to make sure that the liver is from uh, animals that have been uh, uh, raised ethically no because that that is very important it is for... very very important because that's you help you you help the world all the way around if you choose liver from animals that have been raised right and u.s wellness carries those yes US uh, but wellness you won't meets. usually be able to get them because we buy them before <laughs> anybody else can until next time, much, much love from both of us. Namaste kala. May we all be well, adapt, and thrive. If you found today's show helpful, please give us a rating, a review, or both. And subscribe to the podcast and never miss an episode. As always, namaste kala, which in Greek means, may we all be well. This program, Copyright True Fitness Incorporated, all rights reserved.